You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. I'm Melissa Sims, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences through weekly topics, expert interviews, and guided mindfulness meditations. Mindfulness is presence. It's awareness. It's paying attention to what is happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity. Perhaps most importantly, in today's uncertain world, mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate toward ourselves as well as others. I have been going through a plethora of emotions lately ranging from irritability all the way to sadness, and possibly even grief. It wasn't until two days ago when I found myself feeling like I was coming down with a cold that I realized I have not been dealing with my feelings. I've been so busy that I think I must have just been pushing the feelings down instead of actually feeling them. I've been doing some soul-searching, like I have mentioned before, but these feelings had nothing to do with that. My daughter graduated high school and is going off to an out-of-state college in the fall. This is a huge accomplishment in its own right, but she is also the first child in our family to go to a four-year college straight out of high school, so it's kind of a big deal. And there has been so much activity in the past four weeks, from college application tasks, financial aid, senior night, prom pictures. It's just quite a bit going on. So when I jumped in the shower the other day, I was slammed with a wall of emotions. It seemed like it was out of nowhere as I stood there with water dripping down my face, sobbing uncontrollably. It took me by surprise, and I realized right then and there that I needed it. I needed the big, ugly cry. I couldn't even remember the last time that I cried. I had been a little weepy lately, feeling a surge coming on at the tiniest thing, but I didn't have time to let myself feel. I would shove it down and move on with what I was doing, likely as an unconscious distraction. So even though I got the good cry out, I'm now sitting here with a sore throat and a stuffy nose. Studies have shown that our emotions 
directly correspond to our physical health. Someone experiencing positive emotions is in a state of ease, while someone experiencing negative emotions, like stress, is in a state of dis-ease, or simply put, disease. Many of us highly value our physical health, more so over our mental health. But in this day and age, a higher focus, thankfully, is being given to taking care of our mental health. Now, we all know how great positive emotions feel. We can have a great morning, which can improve our mood throughout the day, and even make us feel more productive, which in turn boosts our self-esteem. But even negative emotions can be good for us, as long as we can let the emotion move with fluidity through our experience. We can get teary at a touching movie, evoking a sense of wistful sadness. But we can also get incredibly angry at someone cutting us off on the freeway. So, for better or worse, emotions make up the experiential fabric of our lives. We are wired to avoid illness, and we attempt to avoid pain and discomfort. It's just how we're built. Yet, we tend to overlook the fact that our emotions are affecting our health. Emotions aren't tangible, so it's hard to see them as something that can have an effect on our short- and long-term health. There's a physical sensation when we experience an emotion, so it should make sense that it is affecting our well-being. According to a study by the New England Journal of Science, experiencing periods of high stress during a short-term period can expose us to the possibility of contracting a common cold more easily. So in a sense, our immune response is lowered. Happier people tend to live longer. Now that's not to say that the people who are happy don't experience negative emotions, No one experiences 100% positivity. That's just reality. It is how we are equipped to handle the negativity, how we process the emotions. So take chronic stress, for example. Scientists know that negative emotions can cause numerous biological reactions that harm our bodies, like inflammation, which can cause a whole array of health problems. So if we can take the flip side of that, It would make sense that happiness can have the opposite effect and actually boost your body's reactions in a positive way. So how can we get happy? I think it is less about getting happy than it is about taking a proactive approach to our emotional experiences in life. If I look at my situation and the fact that I haven't had a good cry in ages, why? Why am I not allowing myself to feel the feels? Well, it's uncomfortable. It's dealing with an emotion that may bring up unprocessed issues from my past. Humans aren't usually comfortable being uncomfortable. And I came to the glaring realization that I have not been practicing what I preach in workshops or what I teach in a yoga studio. I had this idea in my head that I needed to show my daughter how strong I was in handling everything on my plate, and that I was basically super mom. But that's not helping her. 
What will help her is to show her that it's okay to feel it. It's okay to get angry. It's okay to feel sadness. And it's okay to ugly cry. Allow. Allow the feelings to surface. If we hold these things inside of us, they will come out one way or another. Whether it manifests itself in lashing out at someone who definitely does not deserve it, or in a cold that stops you in your tracks, or even worse, a heart attack from the immense amount of chronic stress that you have placed on yourself. It will manifest. Taking control of our emotions, not pushing them down, is what is going to benefit us the most and possibly let us live longer, happier lives. We are in charge of our emotions, not the other way around. If we can use mindfulness to observe the emotion, allow our body to release it when it is occurring, and then move on, we can avoid the costly effects of avoiding our emotions. We are not adequately taught how to just be, how to just feel. And even when we are taught that, as is my case, it isn't always that easy. It's hard to experience change, and it can be incredibly difficult to even identify the emotions that we are experiencing. For me, I believe I am feeling a sense of loss that my daughter is leaving but also a sense of pride and amazement at her capability. And that fills me with a sense of accomplishment. I will continue to work on feeling my emotions in real time, instead of pushing them away for a more convenient time. Because really, the only time we have is happening right now. Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills. Paying attention to every detail of what you're doing, from washing dishes, to work tasks, to taking a walk. Your mind will wander, and that's normal. Each time you notice it has wandered, that's mindfulness. Consider how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful. You can help make that happen. It all starts with a mindful moment. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like the Daily Meditation Podcast, Everything Everywhere, and Movie Therapy. We deeply appreciate your support at patreon.com slash a mindful moment. Our podcast is now available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to follow us there and on Instagram at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access podcasts, scripts, and book recommendations. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee and or Melissa Sims. The Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tayo. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch. Media Right Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions.